Welcome to the BBC, a wax cast based on collaboration, not competition. Between Both Cheeks is a world filled with beauty, bums, and billions of bucks. The hosts of the BBC are Luba, the badass boss bitch, creator and owner of international brands and beauty salons. Becca, once newbie and now experienced enforcer, she's hatched out of her egg and manages business with authority and a smile. And Ashley, a straight, shooting, spicy Italian. Hot off the global circuit, she's got expertise to share. Welcome to the BBC. Bring me your balls. No, Kelly Clarkson! Hey, hi everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the BBC. My name is Becca, and excuse my voice, but my allergies are so bad today here in Vancouver. The cottonwood trees are everywhere it looks like it's snowing which is really pretty but it doesn't feel so nice and i have ashley today so it's just us two and we are going to talk about our pet peeves at work and i'm sure ashley has a lot (laughs) and maybe we'll have some of the same and maybe we won't so how are you doing how are you coping i'm good how are you i'm loving the warm weather i guess my allergies we're like this a couple of weeks ago. Today, they're not so bad, thankfully. Um, I don't know about you. I get that scratchiness in my throat that yeah. it almost feels like you're getting sick, but then yeah. you're not. And then with COVID going around, you're like, uh-oh, am I, am I getting sick? Am I, or is it allergies? I don't know. I wonder how many people have felt the same way these days with their allergies. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly how I feel. I'm like, oh no, do I have COVID again? And when I did have COVID, it was like this for a couple of days before when I like realized, okay, it's not allergies, I'm actually sick, but it felt the same, like runny nose, stuffy, little scratchy throat, but I didn't like feel sick until like it all hit me at once. But for two or three days, I was like, oh, it's just allergies. And I don't know. So it's so scary. And then if you cough or sniffle outside, everyone looks at you like, you know, you're the worst thing ever. I feel like it's going to be one of those things so that people are going to use this as an excuse. Like you're in line waiting for something and it's really long. People are just going to start. (laughs) And you're going to see the line disperse. You're like, sweet. I got in really fast. And it would work. It would work. (laughs) All right, Becca. So what are your pet peeves at work? I got to hear these first. My pet peeves at work probably which is pretty funny because I do it too is like being late <laughs> I think that's everyone's pet peeve oh definitely makes it. Um, or what really grinds my gears is like when people don't apologize for when they mess up Ooh, like owning your mistakes yeah and that could go with like anything in life but you know it's fine if you make a mistake we all make mistakes but do you have like the courage to say like, oh yeah, that was on me. That's my bad. Like, I'm sorry. Or do you just I carry think people on are scared. notice? Yeah. I think, I think people are scared sometimes to apologize or admit that they're wrong, admit that they've made a mistake. And I don't know whether it's fear of thinking like, oh, I'm going to lose my job or, oh, I'm going to lose the respect of my peers or whether it's just sheer ignorance. Yeah. Those are really the only ones that bother me I don't have too many work pet peeves most of my pet peeves are just like in life and my biggest one is people who walk slow 
like slow walkers but at work I don't really notice that because we're not walking like behind each other a whole ton but in the grocery store like on the sidewalk I'm like oh my gosh (laughs) I feel like that's a big thing in Vancouver because in Vancouver it's all about you know life slows down a little bit whereas you get to Ontario or Toronto and people it's like hustle and bustle and if you're not walking fast you're getting trampled on yeah so maybe that's where it's from like I grew up in Ontario for a long a long time and coming back to Vancouver I'm like oh my gosh there are people other than you in this world like move to the <laughs> side if you want to have a conversation like step aside some people could walk behind you but that's an internal thing it's not it's not external I need to reflect on that okay I got a pet peeve for you what are yours? And, you and, and I bet you as soon as I say it you're gonna go oh yeah me too my biggest pet peeve is when people try to get other people to do something that they could do themselves. Oh, interesting. They pawn it off. And it could, it might be something that is not necessarily your job or in your job description, but it would be really simple and really easy for you to do. Yeah. But you choose to pawn it off on somebody else and make somebody else's life more difficult to try to do it when you've got something like, okay, I'll give you an example because yeah. I know for some, I may not be making much sense. Okay. So say you've got a client that needs to be contacted about an appointment, for example. Now you already have the client's information, the client's phone number, instead of you just phoning that client up and being like, Hey, just a reminder of your appointment at this time on this day, you're like, Hey, Becca, Sally called and wants to know what time her appointment is. Now, Sally's appointment is on Wednesday at two o'clock and here's her phone number. And here's the time that you can call her back at. Well, why don't I just make that phone call? It's just as easy for me to do that job than to pass it on to somebody else to do and that's just a very small example of it and it could be bigger things it could be you know researching something but it's just it's passing the buck I don't like when people pass the buck or don't act as a teammate because realistically we all work in a great big team regardless of whether it's big small two people 30 people a million people whatever it is in your place of employment you need to be able to work together. Mm -hmm. So that's, I think, one of my biggest. That's interesting. I, I think I have that one too, but how do you draw the line between that and delegating work? Because delegating would be more of a superior, I think. Oh, so you're talking maybe like people on the same level. Yes, I'm talking more like co-workers as opposed to, you know, this isn't your boss being like, okay, can I get you to do this? No, no, that's your boss asking you to do something. So yes, they could probably do it just as easily, but they've got a million things that you couldn't do. So they need to be able to do those. So they need to be able to delegate. But I mean more of your, your, your peers, your same level that maybe they're not quite doing the same job description as what you're doing. So I would, in the case that I've used as an example, I'm going to say that would typically be your receptionist that you would be saying, Hey, call this person. But as the say technician, 
or the esthetician or the therapist or whatever we're calling ourselves these days. Yeah. You could just as easily pick up the phone and call your client or pick up the phone and call, you know, Lily's client. Like why can you only call your own client? Just as an example, but there's many other situations that would fall under workplace in general of, oh, not in my job description. Yeah. And I think just being able to kind of pick it up, even I think we talked about a little while ago about, you know, sometimes in a small business, you got to clean the toilet. It sucks. It's gross. You don't want to do it, but put on some gloves, suck it up and get in there and scrub that toilet. And let us all be part of the team. That's true. That, that, okay. I understand more now. And that would be a pet peeve if it was like someone on the same level and they're like, Hey, could you file this paperwork? But the filing cabinet is like in their office right next to their desk. And you're like, why am I doing this? Yeah. Or like, <laughs> why did you get up out of your office? Come walk over to me, yeah, ask me. and be like, Oh, can you file this under the letter S? Meanwhile, you're like, okay, you're sitting there. You could have just leaned over and stuck it in. But it's almost like, oh, I'm too good for this. Yeah. Interesting. What are your pet peeves like in regular life? Is it similar? Yes, I I think that's definitely one. Um, Yeah, I guess it would be similar because it's it's one of those things like if, if I forgot to say... I don't know if I forgot to put a dish in the dishwasher mm-hmm. as an example, why do you need to come by and tell me um, you forgot to put your dish in the dishwasher? Can you put your dish in the dishwasher? You walked by it. Just put your dish in, like put the dish in the dishwasher. Yeah. It would be just as easy for you to do that. Or, you know, when I find more men do it than women, but men leave the cupboards open, for example. It would be like me going out of my way and being like, hey, do you think you could go and close the cupboard? I just walked by the cupboard. How hard is it for me to just like push the cupboard closed? Yeah. Granted, you're going to have to like, when it comes to spouses or roommates or whatever, you have to bring it to their attention. Yeah. Like, hey, I had to do this. Would you mind like keeping an eye open? But to like try to make somebody go back and do the job when you could just as easily do it yourself. Yeah. Come on, put on your big boy panties and let's go do it there's bigger things to worry about exactly <laughs> exactly that's interesting that's I'm trying to think if I have any others do you have any home life ones I feel like I'm stumped I feel like as soon as we're done talking and be like ah oh, this one just yeah. came to mind and ah oh, this one just came to mind I don't have that many at home I've I, I'm a new woman I've revamped my mindset but at home I am the one that leaves the cupboards open so I'm that person (laughs) yeah and I don't know I don't know why I don't leave the drawers open and I feel like that's more annoying because you're gonna walk into it and hit your hip um but I've read this book recently called fix that shit by a lady named Chantelle Hyde and she's Canadian she's from Ontario and she talks a lot about meditation and the importance of like meditating to fix your brain and so I've been doing that and one strategy that she mentions to go alongside with that is something that she calls balancing so if you see like a spouse a roommate a coworker, someone doing something that really irks you and if at the end of the day it's not that big of a problem 
for example, like the cupboards or the dish, and it's not something that's going to make or break that relationship or the task at hand or whatever, to balance in your mind, okay, well, what might I be doing that's of the same kind of value that could be annoying to them? And as soon as you start thinking that way, not a lot of things bother you because it's easy to critique other people. And then when you look at yourself like, oh, well, you know, they're asking me to file this or to call their client, but they contacted me about something and I didn't answer their text for like a whole week. So that probably annoyed them, but I'm not really thinking about that. I'm just thinking about like, oh, why can't they call their own client? So since I've started doing that strategy, like a lot of things at work don't really bug me and things at home, not too much, at least not with my current partner. There's definitely been people in the past though that been like, oh, I'm not your mom, you know? <laughs> but I, I, I didn't handle it very well in the past, but I've gone on like cleaning strikes where if I felt like the division of labor was unbalanced and I was always doing the dishes or the laundry or something and I didn't feel like the other person was reciprocating their due diligence in the work at home. I just stopped doing whatever my task was and then it would like overflow and then they would notice and be like, hmm, yeah, so I am the only one doing that. <laughs> but I don't think that's healthy. So at home, I don't have that many pet peeves and at work not owning up to responsibility or mistakes and then in life slow walkers that is irrational it bothers me so much so much that I don't need any other pet peeve because like oh my god and like road rage I have it so bad I have it so bad it's like anger management issues and that's not how I am in like any other area of life I'm pretty chill <laughs> that that was me the other day I got road rage so bad the other day I couldn't I was like another person. It was like somebody came into my body, took over yeah. because I am, I am not like that. That is not me. Like, okay. Yeah. I can have an opinion about things, but I am not typically one to just like lose it. Yeah. But some lovely individual decided that they were going to make a left-hand turn while I was making a left-hand turn from the right-hand lane and cut oh. me off. Wow. And I have a baby in the vehicle. Yeah. So now I'm like angry bear mama, like don't yeah. even think about hurting my child or doing something that could possibly hurt my child because a completely new version of me has like emerged. Yeah. And I literally sped around, pulled up next to this guy, rolled down my window and I'm yelling out the window. There's a baby on board. Do you know what you're doing? And the guy looks at me and goes, well, how about you learn how to drive? And I'm thinking now I'm even more mad because I'm the one that was in the left-hand turning lane yeah. and you're the one that cut me off and you're telling me learn how to drive. Oh, I was mad. So mad. I can't it came out. You pulled over and yelled at them. <laughs> It is not typically me. I would not typically do something like this, but I couldn't control it because all I was thinking, and you know what, you look at them and it was like these two young guys that, you know, clearly just like weren't paying attention and were like, oh, whoops, I was supposed to go left yeah. and didn't even think twice about it. But you can do a lot of damage when you just don't think. And this yeah. even goes back to even in the workplace, you know, you have to make sure that everything you're doing, you're doing and thinking methodically as to, okay, what step goes first in a treatment room? Like it, you can't just 
willy nilly and, and, and forget Mm -hmm. and just wing it. Mm -hmm. But I still go back to teamwork makes the dream work. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. And it makes it less work for everyone. If you can share the responsibilities like evenly and not one person feels like they're doing it all and everyone's just like in it together it does definitely help I give you credit for being able to go on like cleaning strikes though I don't think I could do that it would drive me nuts like that would be a pet peeve to just see things pile and pile and pile I get to a point where I could leave it for you know maybe a day maybe two days and then I, it's like nails on a chalkboard where I'm just, no, it needs to get done. Yeah. Crumbs, crumbs on the counter. There's a pet peeve, yeah. anything sticky on the counter. And this is like work, home, people that don't like wipe up after them. It's so easy. Like, especially in the lunchroom, mm. like people that leave their old food in the fridge. Yeah. Like don't wait till I'm like pulling it out and it's got stuff growing like okay granted you know you everyone leaves like their lunchbox in the fridge once or twice and it might be a day or two days but you remember eventually yeah don't pawn it off on somebody else because now you don't want to deal with it because it's gotten gross (laughs) have you had people do this oh yes I've literally thrown things out that I don't even know what it once was Cause it like wasn't you gone. can't even tell because well one it wasn't mine but two it's grown exponentially <laughs> that it's like it's like grown another head that you're not sh- like you're like looking at it going okay well it could have been eggplant it could have been stew it could have been a burger you're not sure like it just took on a mind of its own because it has grown into something else and now changed color and yeah. So how did you, when you were a manager and a business owner for your own salon, how did you manage things to eliminate these pet peeves of yours at work? Sometimes you have to bite your tongue a little bit more than you typically would, because otherwise you become that like neurotic boss and nobody wants to work for that neurotic person. So sometimes you really have to learn to... there's a pet peeve trying to bite my own tongue and <laughs> and trying to really make sure that everybody is treated fairly and treated evenly. So when it comes to, you know, delegating responsibilities, I always like to switch things up and make sure that everybody doesn't have the same role all the time, because it's not fair that some people will get to do chores that they like to do where other people are stuck doing chores that they don't like to do. Like, I don't mind vacuuming. I hate mopping the floor. Okay. Or I don't mind cleaning a toilet, but I hate cleaning a bathtub. Yeah. And it's more just, I don't like having to bend over. I don't like having to like scrub down the sides, but a toilet's easy. You get like a little brush, you get to do yeah. the inside. You don't really have for to me, I find it. Yeah. For me, I find it easier. So it's just not fair that certain people get stuck doing jobs that they don't like. So I find if you have like a rotation, especially if you have a bigger team, get a rotation of like chores around the workplace. And I find that helps to kind of alleviate the animosity between people. Yeah. Did you have something written out that was like a chore chart that was like, this week you do this, next week you do this, next week you do this, or was it 
just one big master list and people would check off and like write their initials or their name or something when they did whichever. I tried both. And I don't know if either really work technically. Yeah. So sometimes there, I found almost the easiest one was if everybody's name was up and then you have like little tags with like a magnet. And when they come into work that day, you just stick the magnet beside their name and that's the chore they're doing that day. Okay. So they know, okay, before I leave, you know, the floor has to be swept or before I leave, the garbage has to go out or whatever it is. That's good. That It's like having little kids. It is. It's exactly what it's like. It's. I've always said, when you're a manager, you are really like a babysitter of grownups. Yeah. For the most part. It's, it's making sure your team is working cohesively. Yeah. And no one is resenting anybody else because they're always cleaning the toilet or they're always on trash duty. Okay. What about your other pet peeves? This is like cleaning related, but what about your other ones? Oh, I'm trying to think. I think I feel like a lot of them revolve around that. People who drive and don't use their indicator. That's a big one. I don't know why, but yeah. it drives me nuts. Um, yeah, that? a lot around driving, tailgating. I hate tailgating. Oh, you know, a good way to get rid of someone tailgating you. This is what I do, which obviously don't do it. If it's in a not safe environment, like look around, look at your surroundings, look at the distance between you and other cars or possible like collision things that you could run into. But if someone is driving too closely behind me, I put the hazard lights on and then I start like swerving my car and driving it like really shakily <laughs> and they leave so fast. <laughs> No, you're going to say you break check them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it works. Just start like driving like a maniac and then they'll leave because they think, oh my gosh, this person's drunk. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. That's a good one. I'm going to do that. Throw my hazards on. You're like, all right. <laughs> yeah. Like, then well, you know what? It's smarter than break checking somebody though, because what, it, what's somebody going to say? Like, oh, you threw your hazards on. How dare you? Yeah. Yeah, I like that one. That's a good one. An accident. If you were brake checking in an area you shouldn't have been stopping, I think the fault would still come on you, even if the person behind you was driving too closely. I'm not sure though. I guess it would depend on. No, the person, the end of the line is always the person at fault. So if there's a pileup, for example, yeah, Yeah. because if there's a pileup of, say, six cars, for example, like one car, stopped and the car behind them hit them yeah then it's the second guy's fault not the guy who stopped Uh, but if there's like then the next person hit that person the next person hit that person then the next person hit that person the person at the end is responsible for all of them oh wow yeah so it's the person who follows too closely who's at fault okay well then I guess you could break check or do the hazards at least in Ontario anyway yeah, I think it would depend on the region and the road. Yeah, I don't know how it works in other areas, but. So have you ever had an employee or a staff member or a coworker uh, bring up any of their pet peeves or grievances towards you, to you? 
Like they've had yes. an issue at work about you. How did, how do we handle that? Uh, sometimes I just let people vent because a lot of the time I feel like the pet peeve, especially when somebody kind of loses their cool nine times out of 10, it doesn't necessarily have to do with just you. It has to do with either their perception of the situation and they're seeing it very differently than you do, or it's something going on completely unwork related. And that just happened to be, you know, the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah. So I feel like you've always kind of got to give people the benefit of the doubt. You know, at the end of the day, I think sometimes we don't think that we give our family or our friends more of a benefit of the doubt than we do our coworkers, but yet we spend more time with our coworkers than we do our friends and family in any given week. So I think we, we have to kind of learn to work together and give our coworkers the benefit of the doubt, but your friends and your family, especially your friends, you're choosing, whereas your coworker, somebody else has chosen for you. Yeah. But you've got to remember, you're all working together at the same place. So you obviously have something in common. So try to look for the commonalities and Mm -hmm. bridge that gap. But yeah, a lot of the time when people have had grievances with me, I just kind of let them vent and then try to obviously diffuse the situation in any which way. Sometimes I find that it's, it's the way that they look at the situation. I'm trying to help and they're taking it as the opposite. Mm-hmm. And they that's, think I'm being more critical. That's an interesting point of view because it's true. We don't spend in most traditional jobs, we don't spend in the 40 hour work week more time with our family than we do with the people we work with. But if someone makes a mistake at work or does something you don't like, it's like, oh, how could they be so stupid? And, you know, we could be quite mean to each other, whether that's to each other's faces or it's just thoughts. It can create a lot of hostility and sometimes even bullying in the work environment. But if Mm -hmm. your friend made a mistake or did something stupid, you kind of laugh it off and you joke with them about whatever the issue was. Exactly. And you try to help them through it. Whereas, you know, when you're coworkers, you're, I think we sometimes we're very quick to judge our coworkers as opposed to trying to give them the benefit of the doubt or helping them navigate a scenario that maybe they've never been privy to, you know, maybe you grew up in two very different environments. And this was something that maybe you were taught at a very young age, but your coworker has maybe never experienced. Mm -hmm. So Uh Be courteous to your coworkers. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, you want their help. (laughs) Yes, that's true. That's true. You need them there and they need you there or one person's going to get stuck doing the job of two or more. And it just goes back to like, I know we've said on a previous podcast episode about hiring that you can't teach common sense, but I think a lot of what we perceive common sense to be is to do with like how we were raised or what things we grew up with and what somebody's, what's normal to somebody in one family is not going to be normal to another family. So while maybe you think this is a silly example, but you know, putting a new trash bag into the can after you take out the trash is common sense. If that person grew up never changing the trash, 
they wouldn't know that if you just simply said, can you take the dirty trash or the trash bag out? You know, but. Or it could have been something completely different. Maybe you have a sibling and it was your job to take out the bag and they followed behind to put a new bag in. And so it just never dawned on them to put in that new bag. Or in the same situation, if we're going to use the garbage, some people would say, you know, put a knot in the garbage bag so it gets nice and tight. Whereas other people, you know, would just fold the bag over the sides. Is there a right way or a wrong way? No, it's just what different people do. But one would be like, I know some people who find if you do not put a knot in the trash bag, that is a pet peeve because they find when the trash gets too heavy, it starts to all kind of fall in on each other Mm -hmm. and they don't want to stick their hands in it. Oh, I just thought of a pet peeve. It goes back to cleaning though. (laughs) I hate, hate with a passion food in the sink. Oh yeah, that's bad. Or food like layered. If I'm that person that's responsible for cleaning the dishes after dinner, for example, I hate when people put plates on top of one another and then you have to like separate them and no, ew, gross. No, like uber pet peeve. Uh, And it's soggy. Yeah, no, that, that would get me too. I don't think it's a pet peeve. I just think it's gross, but I don't do a lot of dishes. So I escape that. oh lucky you yeah instead I do like other chores because that's one that I really don't like dishes I don't like them I think they're boring you have to do them every day but like vacuuming sweeping mopping cleaning the bathroom doing laundry none of those things bother me like it's fine it's whatever doing the dishes can't stand them so at least at home, when I'm in situations living with other people, we divide up the chores, and that is one that I usually don't get. We're lucky. Yeah. We're lucky. Or I've had a dishwasher, and then it does it for you, which is really nice. Yeah, that's really nice. Mm-hmm. So for everyone listening out there, if you have a pet peeve or a grievance with someone you work with, try to think to yourself maybe what you've done that could be upsetting to them that you're not realizing and then think well they've never brought it up so is it worth my time to bring this up to them is it a small thing that you know I can live with and I can just breathe and let it go or is it something I need to talk to them about and then if you do need to talk to someone about an issue you have try to be courteous to each other and come from a place of curiosity and trying to understand each other to get the common goal instead of you know just thinking they're a terrible person and they're dumb (laughs) and if you're in traffic throw that all out the window (laughs) yeah if you're in traffic doesn't matter (laughs) everyone is stupid and drunk yeah pretty much hazards wiggle your car roll down your window and shout at them but at work we can't do that so save it for the road Or go home and punch your pillow. <laughs> yes, that's a healthy strategy too. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. You can subscribe anywhere you listen to podcasts. It's between both cheeks. If you want to watch the video versions, you can do that on YouTube. If you just search between both cheeks podcast or wax hair removal bar, it will come up. 
You can follow us on social media at Between Both Cheeks. And if you want to send us an email because you either agree or you disagree with us and you want to start a conversation, send your email to comments at betweenbothcheeks.com and we will talk to you next week. Thank you. I feel like I need to say goodnight because Zubali says goodnight.